0: of Fire. This takeover of the parental authority to raise up children in the virtues of a quality education, it demonstrates that there is a radical disagreement about what those important values and virtues actually are.
1: You're exactly right. The modern debate is about what those values actually entail. And in teaching about the fundamental issues of our culture, you got to ask the question, is America a place fundamentally racist, sexist, and oppressive, or are we a country of freedom, justice, and equality before the law, where people come and can live their best lives?
0: That's the main responsibility of parents. We are to instill in our children value and purpose. And you know, when parents take that charge seriously, how can children not be blessed?
1: Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in.
0: (laughs) Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Through the Fire. Oh, my goodness. I'm in the studio today, and we are piping in my husband, who is on remote location. In
1: in Washington, D.C.
0: yes. You're in the mouse hole right there in the midst of all (laughs) of it, aren't you?
1: (laughs) The mouse hole.
0: (laughs) We go to whatever degree we need to to bring you all our wisdom and power and equip you to be prepared, (laughs) forewarned, and forearmed so that you can engage all things from a moral and biblical perspective. Don't we, honey?
1: I like that. I like that, uh, Marie, because today we're dealing with a fundamental challenge as to what you just said. Um, The education and the moral virtuous formation of our children to face the challenges of today. And I couldn't believe an article I read recently. It was uh, about the NEA Teachers Union, and they finally admitted. They said, yes, of course, they're teaching our children critical race theory. And of course, they're indoctrinating our children in the new views of marriage, the new views of sexual orientation and sexual practice, of course. Mm-hmm. But, but but even worse, and this is what amazed me, they boldly admitted that curricular issues and the authority to teach is theirs alone, not a child's and not a parent's.
0: Yeah. It's pretty Amazing. brazen, actually, isn't it? I mean, it really is. No, pretty it brazen. Is. I mean, it assaults the heart of what parenting really is. I mean, it's, right. you know, parenting is instilling one's virtues into the lives of one's children. It's right. being that moral influencer, the, the committed, uh, sacrificing, loving parent that creates an environment where a child has the courage to learn new things. Um, right. Ch- right. I mean, where children can yeah. learn and they can uh, make mistakes and, and without fear and take responsibility for themselves. And so that they can become the young contributing adults that they're meant to be parenting Mm -hmm. is taking the Mm -hmm. responsibility of training up a child in the way they should go so that they can rise, you know, to the occasion of living virtuous lives in a world full of moral chaos and brokenness. Honestly, exactly, it's common sense, right? It's common sense that parental involvement is fundamental to a quality education and moral and social development for our children from the beginning to the end.
1: Yeah, Marie, and, and the data about, you know, healthy, well-adjusted children psychologically and sociologically is directly related to the involvement of parents too, right? Isn't it?
0: Absolutely. It is. I mean, one of the articles we just read recently, and that was published by the American enterprise uh, Institute policy uh, public think tank says matter of factly. let me, let me get this so I can quote it. Perhaps the next generation of students should learn that a staggering 97% of millennials who obtained at least a high school degree worked full time and married before having children are not poor. While strengthening mm-hmm. family structure is no silver bullet, there is much to be hopeful for if family structure among blacks and kids of all races were more stable. That This is not a myth. And let me just say this, because as a clinician, I'll mm-hmm. tell you what we know factually, that children from two-parent households fare better in school, academically, socially, they take better risks, they're more uh, they more apt to make moral uh, decisions. They usually go to on to learn a trade or get a higher uh, learning degree, and, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying this to make people feel bad. Really, I'm not, because I myself come from a one-parent household, and right. uh, you know. But parental involvement, good parental involvement, is critical to the healthy development of the child.
1: And I think that's why the article in the New York Post regarding school curriculum was so concerning. You know with parents all over the country protesting the imposition of critical race theory which by the way is just kind of a racist answer to racism Mm -hmm. and the imposition of sexual orientation laws advocating a type of curricula Um, this was being hoisted upon unsuspecting students and parents well basically the largest teacher unions said you know we're going to thumb their nose at the parents and the families and and they voted on a resolution in spite of all that protest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it was amazing because here's what they said. They they agreed to publicly convey its support for critical race theory, oppose restrictions in state legislatures, and use schools for political activism. Mm -hmm. They pledged to join the Black Lives Matter Union Mm -hmm. uh, uh, issue at school, the the Zen Educational Project, and that's a whole other discussion in and of itself, and to to just get political in all these things and teach uh, lessons about structural racism and oppression. So parents... Your children are your responsibility, not theirs. Um, And they were saying, parents, your children are our responsibility, not yours. And that was the message they were delivering. So it's pretty apparent that our children are guinea pigs in the public school teachers union experiment, and the actual education of our children is secondary to them Mm -hmm. at best. I, I I really believe that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is strategic, and that's why it's been so secretive. And it's amazing. The only reason that they admitted it was because they got caught.
1: They got caught, right? They got caught. Mm -hmm.
0: So this begs, okay, a uh, very fundamental question then. I mean, who has the ultimate authority when it comes to what our children are to learn in school, right? I mean, sadly, we see, as we're just talking about, the demotion of the family is an ongoing political reality. Um, That are In our culture, I mean, I've taught in public and parochial schools, and I remember the time when teachers were not allowed to give students an aspirin, not even an aspirin, without a a parent's consent. But today, teachers can participate in a minor's abortion. They can bring children to a sex change advocating doctor and therapist um, if the children or they believe that the children communicate that they're struggling with their sexual identity. I mean, it's awful. And they can propagandize children against the values of their parents and their country. I mean, it's strategic. All without parental consent. Listen, there are right. things being instituted. It's very strategic, everyone. You need to be aware of this. We have this huge emphasis in schools and businesses um, on the politically correct use of pronouns. This is sm- no small or insignificant matter. I mean, I remember when we moved to uh, St. Louis and I had to go to one of the universities here. I will not say which one it was. I switched into to a, a, a psychology degree from a finance degree and I was mandated to go watch some porn films, I had to watch them. They were part of me uh, passing the courses. I was not given an option. And once you 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 see these things, you cannot unsee them. Right. And you know we're to asking children today to view content that they're not prepared to handle, and this is abuse. I mean, this is abuse of the children, and they are being traumatized by this. It's visually confusing them. It's making them feel uh, distant from their parents and the parents' values. It's wrong.
1: Well, it's, it's crazy and it's true. And the question is, for me, when did schools suddenly decide that they were the final arbiter? Uh, not only the subject matter teachers of all of our children's education, but for the moral formation as well. I mean, who do these folks think they are? I mean, they hoist all these issues upon our children, create the confusion and the chaos that libertinism without a healthy understanding of moral boundaries creates in the lives of these underage impressionable kids. And I ask the question all the time, will they be there for the children when all hell breaks loose in their no, lives? No, And the answer, yeah, the answer is no. no. It will be the parents who've got to try to pick up the pieces of those broken lives in the lives of their children.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, by then, honestly, I mean, the parents may not even like their children by that point. You know, it's going to be serious. Yeah. You know, they'll love them, yeah. but they won't like them. Really, this is right. true. I mean, it's really traumatizing. I talk to parents all the time. I mean, this has been going on for years. The fact that we're just now talking about it more openly. And having right. discussions about it, and then people are being ridiculed if they're not jumping on board because of the terminology that they're using. Right? If you oppose, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter, well, of course Black Lives Matter, but you don't have to support the movement of it. Um,
1: or the their solutions are wrong. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, a, exactly. their foundations
0: are wrong. Everything okay. is wrong well, about that, that. That too. You that know, too. but 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 people see. I mean, because you cannot disagree with that. I mean, unless you really are truly a racist, right? But right. listen, I mean. How many do you, we really know? I don't even know any at this point, but I mean, unless they're secretive, I don't know. But
1: well, they said way they set up this binary thing, you either agree with them or you're racist. Yeah. There's no third discussion. And I'm going, most of these discussions have a third common sense perspective that average <laughs> folks uh, support.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about sense in a little bit, but in, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: so, yeah, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why the Bible says very clearly, honor your father and your mother. It it, it establishes the authority line. The family is the fundamental institution of the for the health of our children. Schools and government programs are secondarily important. Mm-hmm. And when laws or 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 when programs violate the, this basic authority and responsibility direction from parents to children. Uh, the folks that are doing that, they're out of bounds. Oh, absolutely, they're, they're completely out of
0: bounds. But you know, even worse, they can you know be a destructive influence in the healthy development of children. And I, as I've said before, when children learn that the beliefs and values of their parents is wrong, it, it's very confusing to them. I mean, it disturbs them. Mm-hmm. I mean, children need role models. All children need role models, and parents obviously are the best ones to be that for their children. And there are exceptions because not everybody is a good parent or has great parents. But mm-hmm. in all cases. In all cases, it doesn't matter even if you don't have good parents, you need parents uh, mm-hmm. and, and all children benefit and are blessed greatly by parents that they believe have abilities and capabilities to care for them, understand them and give them proper direction. You know, schools right. taking over and overriding parents is not good. I mean, this is fundamental, take, yeah, no, it isn't. So this takeover of the parental authority to raise up children in the virtues of a quality education, you know, it demonstrate that there is a radical disagreement about what those important values and virtues actually are we're talking about right. tax-funded public educational institutions that we all pay into
1: yeah you're exactly right that's why i love what star parker said in a recent op-ed uh said another reason to support school choice and mm-hmm. she said this she said education is about more than teaching children to read and write it's about transmitting values transmitting a worldview that will define how our youth think and how they're they will live and mm-hmm. so you're exactly right. The modern debate is about what those values actually entail, mm-hmm. um, and in teaching about the fundamental issues of our culture, you got to ask the question: Are we is America a place fundamentally mm-hmm. racist, sexist, and oppressive, or are we a country of freedom, justice, and equality before the law, where people come and can live their best lives? Yeah. And so, even more, you know, what a, what about the values concerning sex, marriage, family, virtue, faith, and religion, which mm-hmm. are even fundamental to those fundamental mm-hmm.
0: issues. You know, and I love Star Parker. I'm glad you brought her into the conversation. You know, she's a very a brilliant thinker, uh, a great critical thinker. And she's bold. And, she, you know, she yeah, takes she... all kinds of hits because she happens to be a, a conservative woman who is black. And so, right. you know, but she speaks boldly. She speaks uh, factually and she speaks mm. from experience, which is really exactly. great. You know, she, she's a person with great integrity behind her. So, you know, but back to answering those fundamental questions that you just brought up uh, regarding, you know, the fundamental values concerning sex, marriage, religion, family uh, and faith, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. that's the main responsibility of parents and their influence in the lives of their children. I mean, for Christian Mm -hmm. parents, the charge is even more vital, really, because Christ tells us that as parents, we are to instill in our children value and purpose. And right. there is value and purpose that infuses their lives when they realize, when the children realize that they are created and redeemed, you know, by God. Uh and God who loves them and is there with them with an everlasting love through good times, bad times, everything never leaves right. them. And you know, when parents take that charge seriously, how can children not be blessed?
1: I Absolutely. wanna
0: you know, I want to say this, you know, um there are empirical studies. You know, as a clinician, I had to study a lot of different things and I was blessed to go and teach also in in Christian universities and where I was able to put uh, courses together and so I had to do a lot of research and there's there are empirical studies and they're even growing now uh, being conducted on the value of faith and the development and a resilience for children and for people going through crises and and their ability to rebound. These have uh, been even further expanded with the the new technology that's been taking place and. You know, back in 1995, Dr. Um, David Larson, who has since passed, but he left a phenomenal amount of work. He served as the president of the National Institute for Healthcare. He debated Dr. Albert Ellis, who is the president of the Institute for Rational Motive Behavioral Therapy. Um, the question was asked: Does religious commitment improve mental health? Dr. Larson said yes, and he talked about all the different studies and things that have shown that. And Dr. Ellis said no. Well, right before Dr. Ellis's death, who is a brilliant man, and I really use a lot of his work. He retracted and had to make adjustments to his answer because he went on to continue to study this and found that, yes, it is absolutely wow. true. So, you know, wow. and and we're trying to remove this from our children. We're trying to take this away. We're trying to break down families. We're trying to do all of these things. And there's a reason for it, people, that this is happening. So in the right. face of this teachers' union, public takeover, the parental role in children's lives, what do you think we should or can do? Greg, what do you think?
1: Well, listen, and like you just said... I again, whether faith, uh, the power of faith actually exists to do the things you talked about from an empirical standpoint, that's not ultimately, though, the teacher's job to make that moral decision. I mean, Mm -hmm. we get to look at that evidence. We get to instill that in our children. So first and foremost, I tell parents out there, you have a vital role. You know, if you're a parent, that's, that's the you're you're the one who helps lay the foundation of the, the society that's going to be healthy for your child to live in because you're going to give them the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So don't give up that authority in the lives of your kids. I and mean, if you have to leave your children in public schools, become more acquainted with what right. they are being taught. Yeah. You know, join with in other involved. parents. Demand that your children are educated properly, not propagandized. Mm-hmm.
0: You and, know, I it, mean, that's
1: first and foremost.
0: Absolutely. One of the things you've taught me is because and I think it's because of all your interaction with people on the Hill and the work that you're Mm -hmm. doing is that, you know, it's important for us to use parental choice. Right. Uh, A a lot. Right. Um, uh, Right. Because, you know, educational choice, sometimes it doesn't always cover it or school choice, you know. Um, Right. But parental choice. um,
1: Exactly. I
0: think that's a very important thing to to use. Terminology is important. It matters. So uh, to all you concerned parents and I'm going to say this to grandparents out there. I mean, sometimes parents are way too overwhelmed right now. So you grandparents get involved. So you need to start coming back (laughs) on the scene. And um, this is going to take some effort. But, you know, in the end, I think we'll all be glad that we did. I mean, it is more important now that each of us takes a more active role in the education of our children. Read to the young ones the things that you want them to know. Talk to the older ones about the things you want them to know. Ask them what they're learning. What are they thinking? What are their confusions? What are the holes? uh, what are the tensions? You know, help them critically and dialectically think about what they're reading and being taught. Try to leave judgment out of it, but rather listen and give provide direction. You know, that was one thing that the pandemic did for parents is it gave parents the opportunity to actually see and hear what their parents, mm-hmm. uh, what the kids were being taught, right? If parents asked uh, and took advantage of that, that was good for parents. So listen, parents, you need to remember that the values that your children will most need to succeed in life are more often caught than taught especially right. as they see them modeled by people that they view as important to them. And that means primarily their parents, their extended family members, as well as one's parents and church families, and yes, teachers as well. And some, yeah, there are some teachers that are pushing back on this that are actually quitting their jobs because they refuse to be caught up in these political shenanigans.
1: Yeah, and, the public teachers, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. And I feel very sad for them because they worked hard to achieve this status and to earn this right, and they've invested, and now they're finding conflict between their values and what's being mandated for them to do. So with the mm-hmm. challenges of today, it's going to take more, you know, for parents than an occasional visit to Sunday school or Sundays and checking on what's happening in school once in a while. We've got to be more involved. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so becoming more involved is unquestionably a must. But what if parents and I, this is something I've been I want you to address because I think this is something you can do more strategically is what if parents realize that they are unaccountable or unresolvable what they perceive unresolvable differences in, in what is um, in what is fundamental to what a quality education is then what
1: yeah well that first of all it's a great question and by the way uh, there, there was a movement back in education where education was considered to be therapy rather than you know, uh, imparting information and critical thinking and math, science, and reading. And so that's a debate that's been going on too. And, and so there are going to be some issues where we fundamentally disagree. Yeah, you know, We say that's not a good education. So what do we do? I think that gets to the heart of where this educational discussion is today. There are fundamental differences about what that good education is. And with the system as it is, Here's the problem. The teachers union really doesn't have to do uh, or respond to what the the parents uh, believe should be done. Uh, I mean, you know, you can see that in the blitzkrieg overhaul of the of the curriculum just last year. Amazingly, when people started to see what was happening, the union first lied about what they were doing with the curriculum. Uh, And then when they were caught, they honestly just looked at us and said, you know, we don't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to do it anyway. And that right off the bat, that's a problem. That's a structural problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been getting online and looking at some of these school board meetings that they've been rolling live, you know, because some of the covid restrictions don't allow them to gather. And so uh, some of these things are, are, you know, you can look across the country and see what's happening. I mean, it it, it just takes your time and some effort, you know, and it's right in front of you. Um, right. So you're right. They don't have to listen. In fact, they they shut you down when you get up to speak. When they give you the, you know, whatever thirty seconds or whatever the the school board says you can have to talk. I mean, mm-hmm. we're tax paying people that are paying for this, and we're being shut down even to have a say. So at all, so you know, as teachers ourselves, because you and I have both taught, um, and 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 you know, and you primarily, I think, yeah, you only in universities, right? Universities. Yeah, and yeah. I've talked from I've taught from elementary all the way up um, and, and secular and, and Christian. But, um, so, you know, we have witnessed the de-evolution. I, I wouldn't you agree of the capability of our students? I mean, it, it's just. Yes, no, absolutely.
1: I mean, the kind of writing that we were seeing in colleges was the kind of writing we used to do in, in high school. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, sad, no, really. um, it, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, these are the kind of things. And our and kids I, are capable pretty... of
0: so much more. They're capable of so absolutely. much more. So, absolutely. you know, student capabilities concerning critical thinking, clear writing, logic, grammar, rhetoric um, are all in decline, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, often, you know, the college work today, like you just said, you know, mayor, mayor is our high school work of yesterday. But
1: yeah, we it, saw it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the system cannot seem to deliver. I mean, even the basics of good education, even as they seek to transform it, in my opinion. OK, I firmly mm-hmm. believe a lot of this comes down to politics.
1: Well, what you just said, actually, the the list you read of, you know, or spoke about logic, grammar, re- rhetoric. Some people say that's not what education's about today. And that's part of the, the problem is that uh, they're, they're saying, no, that's actually part of the racist past too. It's, it's bizarre what some of these dialogues are, are uh, getting into today. And my biggest issue is there's a monopoly uh, on, on the union's control of this dialogue. Um, and you just pointed it out, and I think well said, union monopoly doesn't guarantee a quality education. And the secularization of public education is an affront. our responsibility as parents. You know, we've got all kinds of concerns about this, and it probably is going to shock people to know that at the beginning of our country, all of the schools were parochial. They were church-based. Every school in America was parochial. Uh, Even the gathering of public funds for education so that people could have a quality access, it was meant to solve the issue of access, not to create a domination of a small group of secularists concerning the content concerning the content of what should be taught. So listen, you know, one could argue that the only concern that the government union type should have concerning public education should be civics and citizenship. That's all they should be concerned about. Uh, and that's the one thing, if you look at the curriculum today, that's the one thing that's most abysmally taught uh, throughout the public education system today. So it's, everything's turned on, it's, it's turned upside down.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. And I mean, so what you're really saying is that the present day system, it's resistant to change um, Mm -hmm. or to reform. Right. I mean, are you saying that it can't be reformed then?
1: Well, Uh, I think it can. I just think
0: I think I think it can. But
1: it just depends on how. Yeah. But actually, to get to the premise of whether the system as it stands today can be reformed. I'm actually not the one saying that there's a book uh, out there called Get Out Now by Mary Rice uh, Hassan and Teresa Farnan, and they are saying that the system, as it is, uh, it, it's it's got to be overhauled. They paint a picture well, of education that, yeah, yeah. They say it's so it's destructive to our children emotionally, spiritually, and educationally. And I think the issue of change finally has to be changed from outside, mm-hmm. outside in. And that's why I think educational choice, or better, like you reminded me, it's better to say parental choice. Mm-hmm. As time has come, because it's the only way to break this monotony uh, monopoly. Um, well, so, you can say monotony. You know, I,
0: it is monotonous. You
1: know, it's a monotonous <laughs> monopoly. Yeah. So I, I think that's where we have to go with this. What do you think?
0: No, I, I do think so. I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, as painful as, uh, as that is to say, and you know, parental choice puts both the burden and the responsibility right back where it belongs on the shoulders of the parents. And we've just got to pursue no. that. I mean, it's also very bipartisan. Um, it, it, you no, know, it is, it is, I mean, it, it, it uh, it, like you said, uh, It uh, still values the equal access that public resourcing of education makes possible. It appeals to people of all colors, cultures, backgrounds, social, economic statuses. And and it values the importance of parents in the education of their children. And that's very primarily important. You know, that appeals to people across the board of all different cultures and ethnicities, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, virtually everyone in society.
1: Yeah. In fact, it's supported by pretty much everybody across the board. In fact, that's one of the things black parents are actually the ones telling us they want this. And that's why it's always like, well, then why don't we provide that kind of freedom? So I think what it does is it builds reform and striving for excellence back into the system because parents right now don't have any way to fight back except Mm -hmm. to complain to school boards. But if parental choice happened, they could literally take the money that was supposed to be for education and bring it to whatever school they desire. And if the school doesn't meet the standards for education they desire and it doesn't instill the morals and virtues of, that a good education demands, they can take their child and their money elsewhere.
0: Which is what's happening today. I mean, you know, we we, mm-hmm. and I mean, it needs to happen even more and more numbers, in my opinion. I mean, it was really tough last year to see the schools shut down. And now, you know, schools are opening back up in many states again. And, and that's looking radically different. Um, and other schools are trying to decide if they're still going to even meet in person. Um, and, you know, parents still had uh, last year, they still had their property taxes collected. They still paid for education, even when their children didn't receive anything near an education. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's why homeschooling is on the rise. I mean, hello. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, parents are not going to take this lying down anymore. I think everyone's getting sick and fed up with it. Uh, parental choice could, only, you know, could truly... Uh, be the structural change that can reform things into the future. It just has to be.
1: And it's a structural change that honors our fundamental principles of our country. honors the principles that we believe in as church people. And and I love how you pointed out it's bipartisan. You know, Mm -hmm. using the phrase we hear today, POC, people of color, they, (laughs) this, in this even political climate, they, they want this overwhelmingly because they know the value of quality education for their children. So it's an issue that we should all be able to get behind. and I think the only people that are afraid of it are the ones who control the money and the power and the resources today. But, so
0: But it doesn't really matter. that's the, that's the whole uh, to me, uh, I, I see it so clearly that it doesn't really even matter. It's the whole breakdown of the family. So they don't care I mean what color you are or, or what ethnicity you are, what culture you are. They just the primary, thing is for to gain control by breaking down the family and well, I you know yeah, it's amazing I, it's amazing to I agree. It's,
1: well if people would the sad part is people don't realize this is intentional mm-hmm. and what we're saying is one of the ways to to push back on this is to take back the education of our children because that freedom of choice uh to where kids can go to school is fundamental to them succeeding uh, in the society today but it's fundamental to actually rebuilding the family
0: absolutely Absolutely. Uh, So, you know, we started this discussion, you know, noting the brazenness of the anti-parent sentiment or, if you uh, will, the disrespect of parents by the teachers union. And we talked about why parental choice might be the best way to really deal with issues in education. So with the growing awareness that we're now seeing today, you know, of what our children are being taught and not taught, with the growing secularization of, of all the education and the sexualization of our children in education, Mm -hmm. you know, we as parents must rise and push back for the sake of our children and our families. I mean, don't you agree? I mean, we we just have to, it's it's irresponsible and unloving and cruel to not do it.
1: Well, it's fundamental to what it means to be a parent. So I couldn't have said it better myself. And, and again, I want to remind our, our listeners, if it's parental, it's parental choice, not school vouchers. Uh, You know, if, if you do it that way, the whole separation of church and state argument goes out, the window because the money for education is the public issue and then the parental responsibility and authority is the proper place to rest that decision so the state collects the money so all parents have enough resources for their kids to go to school great but where that <laughs> money goes is the you know all kinds of issues would be solved if we let the parents decide you you know things like sex education you wish your children to have what kind of religious moral education do you want them to have what are the basics of education what kind of bathrooms do you want in your school Mm -hmm. we don't need the government one size fits all answer we just let the parents make the choices to where their kids want to go to school Mm -hmm. period
0: period period that's right Period. yeah so you know there's a lot to think about today and there's a lot of Mm -hmm. things that we need to do today like immediately Don't. Procrastinate, don't put it off. But you know, maybe the one point to make sure that we hold on to in this whole discussion are, is that parents are the ones, parents are the ones who have the ultimate authority and responsibility to raise up and train their children. And when teachers and schools get in the way of that, they are out of line. I mean, absolutely. Do not abdicate your parental power and authority. When parents take the responsibility and their choice seriously, when parents have the first and last word concerning, um their children's education children are seriously blessed and they, they yeah and they have a great springboard to bound from and rebound from and that is what this is all about
1: and i would add that our country is blessed by that too so yeah parental choice for the sake of our children's moral and, and educational development it's time has come it's it's come
0: agreed so you know we need to get vocal we need to get moving And always remember, always always remember remember that there are two kinds of fire in this world.
1: The one that burns and consumes.
0: And the one that burns and empowers.
1: May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire.
0: Till next time, Little Embers. I'm Marie.
1: And I'm Greg. See See you you soon. soon.
0: Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. FamilyVisionMedia.org